Have you have you ever listened to uh, You Made It Weird? Nope. Okay. Um, Pete just has the microphone on well before his guest comes into the room. And then um, some of them have listened to the show so they know that's how it works. But some of them come in and just start talking about random stuff. <laughs> and then 10 minutes into the conversation people will be like we're recording by the way <laughs> it started <laughs> so so the podcasts always just start with um really candid conversation and general muffling noises as people sit down and settle in and whatever so anyways that was it that was our tangent i was just right. thinking about well i do want to ask uh should we do something like that where it's just kind of a candid starting point or should we have a bit of a uh, uh, scripted type intro well I think if we're gonna go with the candid one that was about as beautiful as it gets <laughs> okay sounds good <laughs> but, but we can also have a more formal introduction um, uh, welcome everybody this is let them do we fit we, we found a name we did we did do that yes um yeah it came from uh it it's the very literal transition of the french phrase laissez-faire um and i I really liked it i was i just put in a translator and i saw what it came out with and i was like yeah that's what it is um yeah because uh even even though now i would say the concept of laissez-faire gets really tied up with uh, trickle down and capitalism and a bunch of stuff that I would say doesn't really match the theme of our our ideas. I th- I think it started in a really organic way. Uh, I, I was reading the Wikipedia page for it, and I it said the origin was uh, a mercantilist minister was asking. Uh, the merchants, how the government could help them promote their commerce, and one of the merchants said laissez-nous faire, which means leave it to us, and I, I thought that was awesome. Uh, there you go. It, yeah, it, it really emphasizes, I think, the importance the fact that those traders, those merchants, really wanted to be left alone. They They thought they were very competent in their ability to balance everything between them and make their trades fair and that they didn't didn't need government involvement in their trades uh and then they got it anyway um so yeah i I think that how that applies to what we're trying to accomplish here is not so much in the economic sense uh more so to the policy making Uh, i don't think that they're I, i mean the way Canadian government works right now, if you want to inspire change in the country, you either need to get into politics yourself, or basically the best you can do is send a letter to your your local MP, or MLA, or whatever level of government it is. And th- that's great that those options are available, it's much better than a dictatorship or something like that, obviously, but it doesn't really get you yourself involved in the process easily. Uh, and not everyone wants to go get a political science degree and get into politics full out. So uh, I think the concept that we're trying to capture with Let Them Do is that you don't need to jump through all these hoops to be a part of the process. Uh, you can you can 
be be a part of the policy making and the structures yourself very very easily and yeah I, th I think citizens of this this hypothetical society should be somewhat interested in being involved in that process whether it's I, I don't know what that process will be yet but if it's a council that gets together for a, a couple hours every week and discusses whatever's on the table uh, I want that to be very open and anyone can attend and get their ideas heard there you have it that was a solid a solid explanation of where that name came from and some history and yeah. and a nice look forward as well into what we will be talking about i think the primary focus of this episode is going to be government structure and leadership structure and so things revolving around that that idea anyway beautiful yeah and i i we had been throwing names around just random crap for a couple weeks probably a week and a half of just some really ridiculous some not so ridiculous and finally you just <laughs> threw that at me and i i loved it mm -hmm. i i really enjoyed it so when you know you know there yeah there you go now i guess before we dive into our into our topic do you want to just give a quick rundown of where everybody can find all of their let them oh, yeah. do information That's... That's the other thing we got going now. We're so professional now. Uh, well, so far we just have a Facebook and a WordPress. Um, but WordPress is lame, so don't even bother with that. But just find us on Facebook at uh, Let Them Do. And the handle, if you want to just type it into the URL bar, is Let Them Do. So very simple. There you go. Uh, now you Message us on there, or we also have an email linked to it that you can send us an email beautiful so there's a couple ways you can contact us and now why do you say wordpress is lame because it's a blog correct <laughs> that's that's the function of it uh i just meant our wordpress is lame specifically we haven't put much effort into it okay yeah that's because i was gonna say i wasn't sure if you thought the idea of the blog itself was or just currently because i no. do plan on eventually taking up the reins and and writing some i'm hoping somewhat regular pieces on there cool i hadn't even thought about that but now that you say it um yes so, i used to, i used to love running a blog it was fun if you're listening to this podcast long after this is already really established then ignore what i just said <laughs> if you're here with us in these these little adolescent stages then uh <clears throat> there you have it okay shall we get into it yeah sure so um, you mentioned hands-off government, laissez-faire, let them do is literally hands-off. How is it that we can name it something like that and yet we're still looking for a government structure of some sort? Is that not paradoxical by nature? Yeah, I mean, the, the reason I use the word government structure for now is because I I'm, don't know if there is a better word. If there is, then I'm ill-informed about it, but... What I mean by it isn't so much uh, government structure as in there's this separate body from the society and it makes the decisions and the society follows those decisions. I more so mean uh, that there's, there's some type of combination of people that makes decisions, but they are also the people who are the subjects of those decisions. Um, 
and so rather than having it be government and society separately, it's it's two things put together. Uh, so yeah, government definitely isn't the best word for it, but it's the okay, one I had. Okay. Okay. Now, I took a quite literal approach to this, and and so basically, I just want to get your take. What do you have? What do you have as a vision? I guess for the ideal system is it a is it a democracy is it a commune is it a is it a petatorship what do you have in, <laughs> what do you have in mind uh, i'm glad you used the word ideal because that's very much what this is going to be uh off the start because um, quite honestly what i envision is i don't know if you guys have seen the movie 12 angry men but i envision exactly that happening uh, when when we're making decisions as a society. Uh, have you seen it? No, I have not. Basically what it is, it, it's a jury of 12 people, and they're trying to decide if someone's guilty in this murder case. And they just take a vote off the start just to see where everyone's at. A blind vote. And it was 11 for guilty and 1 for not guilty. And the way a jury works is it has to be unanimous. And if it isn't, they have to talk about it, figure out who's in disagreement, and try and convince each other of, of their perspectives. And so the movie, it, it all takes place in one room. It's beautifully put together, in my opinion, and it's about the, the one dude who voted for not guilty, he, how he interacts with all of these people who are disagreeing with him, and how he comes face-to-face -face with being able to defend his position even with a lot of pressure on him to just kind of succumb to the majority agreement and so yeah how how that translates into policy making or whatever it is in our society i think since we talked last week or last episode about uh, the concept of small scale things and i think for a system like this to work effectively, it would have to be small scale. Um, but I, I think it would be very ideal to be able to have unanimous decisions at all times. Because um, there's the bigger the system, the nation, whatever it is, gets, the more compromises have to be made to find a middle ground that everyone can agree is is fair. Right. Uh, but, but if there's only 50 to 100 of us in this society, and say even a quarter of those people don't care about attending these meetings. They they say, oh, I think you guys are going to make a make good decisions, so I I just won't bother. Um, that that's a small enough group of people that I think we can come to very much a unanimous consensus after enough discussion about stuff. Uh, and I hope that the that structure that framework of needing a unanimous decision will lead to a lot better decisions in the long run because it will force us to discuss things a lot more thoroughly than we would if we could just kind of lay a compromise over it and say okay that's good enough right so <clears throat> i do you have this again to base off the word ideal is it sort of you have a leadership core of say there's all 20 of us we'll just use 20 because it's a nice round number um, operating as a unit and we just sit down in a council of 20 every time and come to decisions or is it plebiscite style where we do quick votes on every decision or is it like I guess uh, yeah I, 
I guess uh, how it slightly differs from a jury is I, I do picture one kind of moderator of the discussion, um, and he can kind of decide, he or she can kind of decide uh, when the discussion has come to a general consensus. <coughs> um, and obviously everyone will say, yeah, I'm okay with that at that time. Um, and I, I don't want it to be mandatory for everyone who lives there to attend every single meeting, um, but we will somehow make it publicly available saying, this is what we're talking about at this meeting. If you want to be a part of this discussion, this decision, then um, this is when you need to, to show up. Um, so uh, it doesn't need to be every single person in the society voting every time. It just needs to be the people who are concerned about that particular issue uh, are able to get their voice heard. Gotcha. <clears throat> uh, yeah. What about you? Did you? Is that similar to what you were envisioning? I didn't really have a vision per se. I came in with a very open mind, and I just wrote down just a few different ideas, and and I actually quite like how how where you've gone with it, because um, what I had written down was plebiscite, based off of the idea of a democracy. Right? There's you can take it either a majority vote, fifty or seventy or whatever you want to say. Um, or you can do a plebiscite type thing where whether it's unanimous or majority and you just do this is a decision we're making everybody put their two cents in and we'll take whatever if it hits the benchmark we'll do it um, from yours is I, I really like yours is more of the council and it's very intimate I think is is a good way to describe what you have compared to a lot of other systems mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um how much uh, it, it does this council hmm i don't know how to word this properly but how much does this council truly take in everyone's opinion or is it still going to be very driven on what's best for everybody if you're thinking society's structure and and the progress <coughs> of say where resources are being and energy is being located mm -hmm. um <clears throat> i I think going into this, we'll have to have a few basic central tenets to start with. Uh, and those are things we can talk about on a future episode, but we'll have to have some type of pre-existing uh, system where, you know, how, how we deal with private property or if people can have private property or how food is distributed. We'll have to ha have at least somewhat of a framework of how that operates to start with. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I envision the council as uh, basically if someone is unhappy with the way that things are operating, they can voice those concerns. And uh, I, I, it may be an idealistic viewpoint, but I don't want people to ever have to walk away from it, from something that they, a council that they started and they said, I have this problem. I don't want them to have to walk away from that and say my problem still isn't solved. I'm I'm still not happy about this, uh, and that may be may be idealistic because maybe the only way that one person is happy is some system where another person is unhappy. Um, 
but I, I think at that point it it doesn't come down to trying to find a compromise of what the policy is uh, where, where both people kind of say, okay, well, I, I can concede on this uh, if, if it does make these other people unhappy. Um, I, I think it can more so be through discussing with each other, through talking about each other's perspectives, they can come to that agreement on a personal level before an agreement has to be made on a public uh, system level. So the one person that was unhappy, he can talk to all the pe people who say, oh no, we like this, the way the system current currently is, or this rule or whatever, because of these reasons. Um, and they can kind of talk about it from there and determine more so uh, an inner reason why why they're feeling kind of disgruntled or dissatisfied. And hopefully, I think, based off my experience of the world, it seems like lots, if not all, problems can be tackled from that perspective just by being able to realign how you're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was a, a a picturesque way, or not a, maybe not picturesque, but a very good a good description of conflict resolution that many managers would be proud of in the workplace. Well, if this doesn't work out, I, I know I have some good job options available then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I mean, without looking too far ahead, I do feel like that is a quite a pragmatic and a reasonable approach towards the conflict resolution aspect of it anyway. Um, what extent would this council be used to make every decision? Um, for, say, would it be called in for basically anything that affects everybody? Or is there a threshold of if it's a decision that impacts more than half of the group or a quarter of the group at what point would you have to do to activate this decision-making body um that's a good question <clears throat> and one that i i hadn't thought about much uh so maybe that's a topic for a future episode because that that does seem uh unless you have thoughts on it right now and i can kind of collect my thoughts while you're talking yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily have any thoughts. It's just kind of a uh, thought that I just had get come forward, but it just seems to me it's it's a reasonably efficient system. But for the case of maybe if everybody's got their own property and yada yada, and you're just hanging out. At what point would you have to call forward the council? Council, if say all I wanted to do is move my fence, or maybe if I had a windmill could I move the windmill or things like that? The windmill affects maybe not just me. The fence is only my thing. So I should be able to move that on my own. Let's say the windmill is it because it impacts the whole community. Would the decision be on the community, even though I really hate where it is in my backyard, mm -hmm. even if moving it didn't really do much, would that still be, that's, that's kind of where I was going. Not I necessarily gotcha. with the windmill. It could be anything, but yeah, I understand. Uh, yeah, I think that's, um, with the, with the concept of let them do, I, I want that to start blurring the, 
the line between the society and the council or the government or whatever it is we're calling it um because because i want them to be one in the same basically um so in, instead of thinking of it as this separate entity that's making decisions uh it is it's just a communal effort so for something like the windmill example uh if you know if you just walk around you knock on everyone's door and you say hey do you mind if i move this windmill and everyone's like yeah go ahead man it doesn't bother me um then that's something that very much falls into the into the the area of let them do as in let you do what you want without having to answer to anyone um but if there is someone who says actually yeah that does inconvenience me then at that point that's that's also falls under the realm of let them do but it's uh let these two people work that out with some type of structure around them that supports uh the way that they're communicating and the way that they can come to agreements together um but in at at the end of the day it will be the two people who have differing viewpoints on it working it out with each other instead of having to submit both of their perspectives to some separate thing and that separate thing decides which of them is right does that make sense i feel like yeah that, that got a bit meandering a little bit towards the end but it, it makes sense yeah um so yeah i i think that there's there, there isn't going to be a hard and fast rule about uh this needs to be brought to a council this this can you can just do this on your own it, it's more so just going to be uh if if someone has a conflict at that point they can talk about that specific situation instead of applying some preset rules to this situation right yeah um i really like i really like that and i think it lends well to the notion of flexibility and the the idea that ideas are allowed to be explored and ideas are welcomed so that anybody with any issue within certain parameters that hopefully won't be too restricting and not over over demanding i suppose but it's uh I, i'm gonna go back to the word intimate i really like the word intimate with that because mm -hmm. the idea if you have a group of people that are living in that situation that are trying to forge something they're gonna be tight-knit they're gonna have chemistry and and an understanding for one another that probably surpasses most neighbors and I feel like that level of intimacy and that level of, um, well, hands-on yet hands-off um, decision-making would probably lend well to this scenario. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I like the word intimate, too. It, it really ties in with kind of the fundamental ideologies behind this, which is finding a way of living that makes it easy to live with meaning. Uh, and I, I think when there's a structure set up, a predefined rule about where you can put your windmill, uh, it, it takes the personability out of that decision. And, and even though that's a small example of it, it doesn't seem like it's a big deal. Oh, it's just windmill placement. It, it doesn't matter. Uh, taking all those personal decisions out of the equation does take somewhat of the, of 
living with meaning out of it, I think. Uh, I think those day-to-day things are really important to feeling like you have meaning in the way that you're living your life. Um, and the community, community aspect of it as well really adds to that. When you feel like you're working together with those people in an intimate way, that really lends itself to, again, feeling like, like you have meaning with these decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I dig it. Now, did you have did you have any other questions or major core uh, core points that you had wanted to uh, to discuss uh, with regards to your to your council and your government? Uh, I guess just to go back to what I said about coming into it with some predefined rules and some predefined tenets, uh, I, I want to clarify that those uh, are always open to change. Um, I, I think I did make that clear already, but. Um, the the reason that they exist isn't to control how people are living here. It's so that we do have some foundation upon which to lay. But I, I honestly, I hope that by a couple years into it, uh, all of my pre-existing or our whoever is a part of the foundation, uh, I I hope that all of them get changed in some way. Cause in my mind the the way that we will be changing these policies is going to lend itself to making sure that those changes are always positive um and yeah so in my mind change means growth and and that's a very good thing i couldn't agree more i really like that that quote you just ended on change means growth that's yeah. uh that is a really good way to look at it and i think that is at least the way I'm living or trying to set up with this idea is exactly that. Um, by changing your surrounding, changing your perspectives, changing what you're aiming for and changing how you live, you can grow. Small steps and big steps. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I have any other questions or ideas. How about you? Not nothing. I have I have some good notes here, and I think it's I'll I'll ruminate on them, and and hopefully be able to develop some more thoughts, um, because I would like to explore this idea a little bit more, given some more time, and then of course we're gonna obviously expand on it. There's a lot of different different things, such as you mentioned all the laws and tenets and whatnot that we can probably springboard into another episode, maybe Absolutely. make a number of mini series based on on themes i i dig it Alrighty. well if that's everything then i'll thank all of you folks for listening as pete mentioned at the top of the show you can find us we've got a facebook at let them do we've got an email that's on that facebook that i imagine is let them do something something at something.com <laughs> let uh, them let them do podcast at gmail.com there it is i knew i knew it and, uh, uh, and and the WordPress, if you are interested, is let them do blog.wordpress.com. There you go. Uh, apparently, it's pretty lame currently, <laughs> but I, I will be hopefully doing my best to alleviate <laughs> that as we populate it with some more high quality audio and some maybe high quality written works. But uh, yes, thank you very much for all you people listening, and thank you very much, Peter. Thank you, Zach.